we have to start though with Paris Saint-Germain. Now, Rob, you travel with the players. You were singing the Thiago Silva song all the way to China and back again, but somehow they're still speaking to you. You know PSG from A to Z, from Ariola to Zagre. How was the Trophée de Champions? The the match itself was uh, was a, a pre-season match. It wasn't wasn't the easiest. The conditions were were very difficult for 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 both sides. Um, a victory in the end for Paris Saint-Germain. Rennes scored a, a goal that looked uh, about half a yard offside with their only real attack of the match. Adrian Unu's goal, the opening goal Adrian for, Unu the, got, for Rennes, who beat PSG knee. in the Coupe de France final. So Kylian Mbappe talked about revenge ahead of this game, and Paris Saint-Germain did get their revenge in the end. With they, the- they did, th- courtesy of uh, an Angel Di Maria free kick as well, which was a superb, superb free kick. Pablo Sarabia looks very good, and Herrera as well. Um, that real box-to-box number eight, high-intensity midfielder that Paris perhaps have lacked a little bit in the last couple of years. Um, he looks very good. Abdou Diallo and Tilo Kerrer are playing in the middle for the moment because Thiago Silva and Marquinhos have only just got back from, from winning the Copa America over the summer as well. They came on. Marquinhos started in midfield um, and was, was very good there as well. Plenty of positives, I think, in the end for Paris Saint-Germain. And uh, a few highlights from, from the 11-day tour of China as well. Um, and I'll have to just think about uh, what I can reveal. I did actually have to sing in the plane on the way back. Seriously? What did um, you go for? I, I can't reveal that or what other people sang. Mysterious girl, <laughs> Peter Andre. <laughs> but there, was a, there was a great atmosphere in the, in, the, in the team plane on the way back after Paris had won their 40th trophy. And uh, I can say that it was Alphonse. That, that includes the seven Trophy de Champions in a row, does it? They count those. Yes, they do count them. And I saw that they were even uh, included in the local newspapers and everything back here in France, in Le Kip as well, talking about the chance to, to do a quadruple again this year was back on the cards. So perhaps the Trophée de Champion getting a bit of recognition so as well. Big celebrations for Paris Saint-Germain, another trophy under the belt, but no dousing of Thomas Tuchel in Champagne. He didn't sing happy. That was his initiation last year when they beat Monaco. And... Ultimately, Armel, it was a player who didn't play. He was suspended and is coming back from injury who still ended up dominating the headlines. Neymar wants out, but he's still at PSG. It's an awkward situation. And I saw the replays of the second goal, the winning goal, Angel de Maria's one. And Well, I know he does it because he loves to provoke reaction on the pitch or off it, but Neymar didn't really seem too bothered. Everyone around him was smiling and happy. Perhaps you're a little closer and he just takes a while longer to react than most, but... Well, I, I didn't see him. He was up in the, the VIP uh, box as well. We were in the in the press stand. But I, I did, at one point in the second half, he must have done something because about half the crowd all started cheering and focusing on what was happening in the VIP box and uh, not what was happening down on the pitch. He he is a star in, in Asia mm. and everywhere and, and probably more than more than Paris Saint-Germain. He, he, he is a star and it was a shame probably for many of the fans that he that he wasn't there he didn't travel to Macau or to Suzhou with the team either because mm. he's coming back from that ankle injury so but look what, he he does attract a lot of attention no, Ian, uh, Neymar was disciplined by the club this is part of Leonardo being back as sporting director a more hardline stance let's say than what's happened in terms of the treatment of the most expensive player in the world the Brazilian superstar uh, a week late returning from Brazil Paris Saint-Germain have to get this situation sorted out, don't they? It's going to be better for them ultimately if he does go, if he wants to go. It, it will. I mean, you can't keep a player like that uh, on the sidelines or at the club against his will, even though I no, no real doubting of the professionalism on the pitch. I mean, he certainly performed as Neymar over the last couple of years. But, I mean, basically, if you look at his injury record, he's, he's what, played a full season out of two 
I mean, yes, he's provided the goals, he's provided the assists, but you, you, you need more than that from, what, 220-odd uh, million. So they do have to have to get this right. I mean, I think Leonardo's really following on from what Nasser Al-Khalaifi said about, look, if players aren't happy, then they can go. That was clearly, at the end of last season, that was clearly directed towards towards Neymar. But that's a bit of a change in politics, isn't it? Because Absolutely. the club have never let players go who mm. wanted who wanted to go. I remember Blaise Matuidi had almost gone to Juventus a year before he did, and the club turned around and said, "Look, no, you're not you're not going it, this year." There was an interview with Marco Verratti last week in a French newspaper where he was saying that uh, you know he could have he almost did want to go to Barcelona, mm. was a bit disappointed they didn't let him go, but seems to have changed now, and that players that want to leave should be let to leave so that the club can advance with players that want to play for the manager in charge. Well, it's the idea of becoming bigger than the players, isn't it? And that's mm. what a criticism that's been levelled a lot at Paris Saint-Germain is that these star players have been too big, that Zlatan was too big for the club, that Beckham probably was too big. And they were, they were great servants for the club, those two in particular. Then the same things were said about Neymar, that he was too big for the club and not respecting the club. It's, the club has to be in a position, has to be strong enough to say, look, you don't want us? Well, then... You can go. I think there was a big step towards that as well with Kylian Mbappe sort of rowing back on those comments that he made. The greater uh, responsibility. <coughs> exactly. He, for FP. Um, yeah, he, he kind of rowed back on those in China, didn't he, Robbie? But, and but and that, said, like, you know, I wasn't really talking about leaving. It was that sense that if Mbappe is sort of putting himself at the service of the club, then, you know, sort of by that, extension, that Neymar press conference, ma- The matchday minus one press conference from Kylian Mbappe, if you haven't seen it, go and see it because the kid is only 20 and it was one of the best press conferences I've seen from a player at Paris Saint-Germain since Zlatan Ibrahimovic. It was headlines, it was punchy, he didn't avoid any question, he answered everything straight up, he was funny, he was, he was brilliant, he was candid, it was it and he's looked really, really sharp in pre-season hasn't he Rob? It was he looks incredible. in a condition He looks to... like he's more mature than he was last year. Yeah. It's 33 incredible. league goals last season, he, he says that he'd obviously like to try and beat that this time around. But one of the things involved in that greater responsibility when we were trying to interpret his comments was which position would he play in? And he did speak about that. He says he's not actually trying to usurp Edinson Cavani and play down the middle all the time, even though he's got a greater chance of scoring goals when he does play down the middle. So how do you see this going, Armel? Well, from that particular point you just made, there was a, it's nothing new. We saw it at the end of last season, but Mbappe... Did he start on the... Well, he was coming in from the left on this yeah, particular but he was on the left anyway wing. yesterday. Yeah. Dribbled two or three players as he tends to. And again, Cavani was just unmarked, begging for it in the middle. Mbappe went for goal. And I, you can understand that. When you've scored 33 goals in, in a league season, obviously you're going to be one of the players that goes for goal more often than not. But some chemistry there still lacking a little bit and... While Neymar is unavailable, or I imagine mm. he'll be back soon, they need that needs to be one of the priorities to make sure. He did say in that press conference, possible. in talking about that positional play as well, that he talks a lot about the coach, about how they play, about what the interaction is with the other players and everything. So I'm sure it's you know all all the questions and everyone sort of trying to work out what the motivations are of each player and everything. Look, there does seem to be some chemistry more with other players and less with other players, which is all which is all normal. But in that action, for example, I mean, it was superb when he when he mm. the move was superb, and you're almost entitled to try and go for goal when you've dribbled three players at the at the speed and pace he does it as well. Yeah, I think I I, I commentated the the game against Inter Milan 
in which I have to say um, Alphonse Ariola had a brilliant game and Indeed. Paris Saint-Germain would have got mugged, quite frankly, without without him in goal. Like, they ended up losing on penalties. So, but uh, uh, what I thought was really promising, Robbie, was the way that Sarabia and yeah. Ander Herrera not mm. only have played, and particularly Ander Herrera, but he was in there. And you know, bear in mind that the guy has just come from—he's come from Manchester United on a free. I mean, amazing bargain, mm. um, amazing and, bargain. Exactly yeah. the sort of player Paris Saint Germain needed. Mm. And more than just his play, he was talking and he was organising and he was telling people, "Get, you know, get organised, get here, do this, do that." Now that's that's something that you know. It's been let- a more low-key transfer window in terms of incoming players for Paris Saint-Germain but it's a very sensible transfer window so far with Mm. addressing those midfield problems which we talked about at length on Le Beaujeu last season by getting in Ander Herrera by bringing in Idrissa Gay uh, from Everton who I think is going to be a really important player Mm. in this upcoming season and Sarabia looks an an incredible bargain as many assists as Lionel Messi in La Liga last season he can score goals looks like a team player solid character yeah, I think as you say, it's low key in terms of like, oh, there's no massive headline grabbing name like that, like that there was in previous season. But isn't that that's exactly the sort of players that, that Paris Saint Germain needed? They needed that experience. They needed somebody to talk. And as you say, Sarabia, as many assists as Lionel Messi in La Liga last season. I mean, and he wasn't playing for Barcelona. He wasn't playing for Barcelona. And he already he already looks good. There's obviously a few things to be worked on in terms of mm. link up play just him knowing his partners better but he already looks like a very good addition to the team yeah, yeah. Not, not only sort of the goal threat but I mean set piece delivery is, mm. uh, has been excellent. and a player who's not just let's say a backup to Angel Di Maria but someone who can get into the rotation that Thomas Tuchel will have to use with all the games that Paris Saint-Germain are going yeah. to have and to you play. also now have just with the, just with four or five additions to the squad with particularly the the big three Herrera, Sarabia and Idrissa Gay it's changed the whole well, and with Abdou Diallo as well at the back, it's changed the whole sort of structure of the team. You now don't see all those weaknesses that that apparently were there last season. You've still got as if they keep all the players they have, the likes of Paredes, Draxler as well. I mean, where is the place for them in the side? Mm. But the fact that they are staying, that they're there, gives gives depth, gives everything, and there's quality everywhere, all over the park. Now, perhaps the fullback roles. Tom Mernier looks like he's back in favour. So far, he's played every match. There's Colin Dagba, who's, who's just come back from injury again. But he's, you love him, don't you, Robert? He's an option. He's a quality young player, Colin Dagba. And on the left side, Levin Kuzava, Juan Bernat, there again. It's not perhaps the most exciting, you know, Roberto Carlos-esque uh, left-back position, but you've got two internationals who are playing, <laughs> who are going to compete for that left-back position. Well, you say Roberto Carlos, they're not Roberto carlos Esque, uh, I probably would say they are because they're probably better going forward and mm. defensively a, a little bit suspect. That's perhaps something they could work on. Just just a quick word on on Diallo, David. Mm. Uh, had a couple of great seasons in Germany, and um, I think it's a really really smart move. Yeah, I was surprised he wasn't given more of a chance at Monaco. Whenever I did mm. see him play, I mean, he played when uh, Monaco were going deep in all of those competitions. They sent a, a reserves team to play PSG in a cup semi-final and he was the one Monaco player that really stood up mm. in that game uh, in 2017. Well, yeah. I think I think the French Postal Services could learn a lot from his distribution because uh, it's, it's been quality. And I think that... You know, well, he only played five games in that in that season. But yeah, he does look and I think he's grown a lot in those two seasons I mean, you're playing, in, in you're Germany. Playing, he, was, he was great at Mainz, Dortmund... You're playing mm. in front of 80,000. There's a lot of pressure. You're challenging last season, challenging for the Bundesliga title, pushed Bayern Munich all the way, which is perhaps something that uh, Paris Saint-Germain won't get this season. But, uh, you know, with Thiago Silva's time at PSG, it is 
coming to an end. And it's it's a smart move to bring a young guy in. He's like seen Diallo. as a threat to Presnel Kimpembe's place. And will it mean Marquinhos having to play a lot in midfield? All of these things are for future programmes. Before we leave PSG, I think we should just talk about the wealth of young talent that they've allowed to leave the club. It seems like this pattern's now been established where you play 10 games and Thomas Tuchel does like to give young players a chance, especially in the early part of the season or late in the season. Um, and then that's enough to earn you a 10 million euro move somewhere like Timothy Weyer going to Lille, like uh, Musa Diaby going to Germany, Christopher Nkunku off to Germany. Mm. I, What's going I, on? I was going to pick up on Timothy Weyer's exit actually because I, I was quite surprised by that one because he's got such marketability and that mm. seems to be such a big part of PSG's American international, plan. Timothy Weyer, George Weyer's son. Exactly. And not only that, but if you look at his social media pages, you think <laughs> he's a model more than a footballer. And someone like that would be perfect for kit launches on the catwalk. Right? <laughs> I, I, I couldn't believe it. But, but Lil know what they're doing. So watch out for their kit launches next season. 